Welcome to episode three of the Relationship Warrior Code. The Monk's Cell. So the Monk's Cell came out of an experience that I had over 30 years ago when I first inquired into why I had created the life that I had at that time, which wasn't a pleasant inquiry, but it's an inquiry that everybody must do. If you're truly going to have a kingdom, then this inquiry is an essential portion of what we call the temple. The temple is the territory within the kingdom of beliefs and spirituality. This area dominates because without the right beliefs, without the right perspective and spirituality around what you're doing, the right why, you will build a kingdom that will in fact collapse because it will actually be an empire. It will be built for the wrong reason. So 30 years ago, both myself and my wife Marie ended up in, metaphorically, the monk cell. Physically, for me, it actually was. I did this event in a, an abandoned monastery in an area called New Norcia, which is about two hours' drive from Perth into the country. And I was sitting in a monk cell, and it was the second day of the course. I sat bolt upright in bed with tears running down my face. And I had this immediate realization of what I had done to create the life and why I had done what I had done to create the life that I had created. You see, it came out of my family was going to adopt a child. I was an only child. And my parents decided that it would be great to have another addition to the family. So they went to an orphanage and we ended up having this young boy called Frank come around to our house. I don't now recall exactly how often, probably once a month or every two weeks. And at some point, my parents asked me, did I want to adopt a Frank? And my answer was no. Now, as an adult, it's easy to look back and see why a five, six-year-old would say, I don't want to share my parents. I don't want to share my toys. I don't want to give up the golden child position that I have right now with my parents. What I didn't realize was that became the beginning of me putting on a chest plate, a chest plate against the world, which invariably affected me, obviously, in relationships but also affected me across many areas of my life. And in that one moment, sitting there in the cell, I had crystal clarity that this event that I hadn't thought of for 30 years had set me on a path, a chain, coming out of an emotional decision that I made when I was five of blocking myself off from people. This invariably led to me facing a divorce at that point in time. Because if you don't fully give yourself to somebody, if you're not 100% in, they naturally feel it. And I certainly wasn't 100% in. I had a chest plate on. And a chest plate is something that's meant to protect us. It's a mechanism of that area of ourself that we call the ego. It's a mechanism that's mounted that says, if I keep this chest plate on, if I keep myself far enough away from other people, then I'm going to be safe. Then I'll be okay. 
The truth, of course, is it produces exactly the opposite of that. But age five or six, you don't know this. And once you begin to build the chess plate, then you seem somehow to attract other events in your life that reinforce your view that the world is not a safe place, that people are not to be trusted. Because whilst it makes no logical sense, it makes pure emotional sense that a five or six-year-old will feel that his parents could do that to Frank, what could they do to me? Compounded with other events that occurred around that time in my life as well. So this separation became clear in the monk cell. And this is a process that my wife Marie did, not in a physical monk cell, but also going into oneself and looking at what had created the life that she actually had at that point in time. And she realized that she had been in numerous relationships with people who were not what she actually needed. She had picked weaker men than herself. She was far stronger as a woman than they were. And this came out of events that occurred in her early childhood. So invariably, if we're going to step up as king and queen, we must do this inquiry. Why? Because without the inquiry, we will begin to construct a kingdom that has no real foundation. A kingdom, in fact, that cannot withstand the attacks that invariably will come from outside forces like money, like family, like friends, like the internal conflict that can occur between husband and wife. When we move to king and queen, that conflict through the communication code is easily resolved. In fact, turning arguments into conversations within five minutes. When we fully understand what the opposite sex actually wants, actually needs through the communication code of understanding. But to begin, begin that process, we must begin with the cell, the monk cell, going into it ourselves, taking a journey inwards and beginning to look at and ask the question, why do I have what I have right now? Why is my life appearing this way? What events, what conditioning, what suppression have I been through? We've already covered part of the cultural suppression that's occurred for men and women. But there are two other areas that suppression occurs and conditioning occurs. One is from the role models that we've had around us and the patterns and behaviors that we model from them in terms of what we believe it is to be a man and a woman and also what we believe it is to have a relationship, what a relationship is. And then we meet someone and they bring their model, their map of what that is. And this map that we've been handed through culture, through role modeling, and through some of the events that have happened to us, these all create a map that actually doesn't work. We think it does, but it doesn't give us what we actually need. So in my own life, I remember again reinforcing this feeling of what is the world about, and it's not a safe place. I remember sitting on the edge of a quadrangle at my school, 
Again, first year of school. And in those days, being in a Catholic primary school run by nuns, the hour for lunch, the first 20 minutes was split into sitting down around the quadrangle and eating a lunch. And there was a large door behind me and someone opened the door and a breeze came in, a very strong breeze, and picked up my lunchbox and splattered it right across the playground in front of the entire school. Well, it was obviously hilarious. The entire school laughed and I had to get up in my first year of school and walk out into the middle of the quadrangle and pick up that lunchbox. And the laughter and the embarrassment was obviously terrible to experience. So at an emotional level, we ask three questions. These questions are, how do I feel about this? What does this mean? And what am I going to do about it? This is one of the tools from the kingdom, tools from the armory within the kingdom that we can use when we go into the cell. So these events, we must ask these three questions. How do I feel about it? Obviously devastated that I had to get up and walk out in the middle of the playground. Now, these questions are not logical questions. A five, six-year-old does not ask oneself these questions, obviously. But they happen at the emotional level. And the second question, so how do I feel about it? Devastated. What does this mean? This means I never want to be in front of people. I don't want to be center of attention because it's painful. Now that situation has become attached to pain and has now been conditioned and wired in. And lastly, what am I going to do about it? I'm never going to put myself in that situation again. So from that point forward, I began to adopt the behaviors that we now call shyness. And all shyness is, is a set of behaviors that have been adopted by somebody to deal with the situation they've experienced, which is meant to prevent them from experiencing that pain again. Unfortunately, obviously, it does the exact opposite because it is a mechanism of that portion of ourself that we discover when we go into the monk cell called the ego. See, the ego has a very simple deal for us. The ego's deal is... Let me give you short-term pleasure, but accept long-term pain. So the ego will say, just spend the money that you need to spend right now and don't worry about the retirement. That'll take care of itself at some stage in the future. Eat the shit food right now, the crap food, and don't worry about the lifestyle-related illness you're going to get in your 50s and 60s because of what you're doing right now. Don't have that conversation with your partner because it's too difficult and put up with a breakup or divorce invariably within the next 10 years. That's the ego's deal. The portion of us that rises into the king and the queen has another deal. It says accept short-term discomfort and get long-term pleasure. Do the inquiry within the monk's cell. Go into that uncomfortable place of looking into this and you will get long-term reward. This is where a kingdom can be built. This is where success and winning is found, beginning in this place of going inwards. We have a saying within the kingdom. You must go inwards to win the outer journey. And this is a truth. 
This is a truth about life that's been around for thousands of years in every religion and every philosophy. As Socrates said, a life unexamined is not worth living. Therefore, going into the monk cell becomes an essential part of the armory which is available within the temple to set oneself up for success, to set up the king and the queen for success. Once we understand the vehicle that we run this life in, this body, this mind, this spirit, that we run through life in, once we have the steering wheel of this, now we can steer to where we need to be. I see many people, I've met many, many people who are one or two-dimensional within the kingdom. And what will happen, of course, is in the other areas, those other areas not taken care of, skills not mastered within the treasury or within the heirs, you know, looking after our children, or not mastered in the boudoir, in the bedroom. Skills not mastered in these areas, communication code, in the temple, in the treasury, in all these areas, they are all interconnected. And one leaving any of those areas aside, not mastering them, will result in the kingdom collapsing. And you've either experienced this yourself or you know many people around you who have experienced this. So the inquiry must be for you, what do I feel are the events that have occurred for me growing up in my life that had major impact on me? And therefore, within that inquiry, the three questions. How did I feel about it? What does this mean? And therefore, what have I done about it in the future from that point running forward? And if you open your mind and your heart to this, you'll see that from that one point, you attracted or chose situations that reinforced the belief that came out of that. It wasn't until my mid-30s that I realized this in that blinding flash in the monk's cell and then later in the event itself that I clearly saw how I had adopted these behaviors called shyness. And in fact, I was not shy. Clearly, as a public speaker now, I've overcame it. <laughs> and this is the power of the inquiry within the temple that we can in fact overcome these things. Because the conditioning is not us. The conditioning is the conditioning. Within the format of the kingdom, we become clear there is a part of us that is king. There is a part of us that is queen. And that is the part that can take us to where we need to be. It is only that part that can. And when we fully embrace it, when we fully live it, when we fully become it and realize that all other behaviors we've adopted are simply false behaviors, false belief systems, part of the ego that we have constructed to present to the world, supposedly to protect us, but definitely not doing so. So the Relationship Warrior Code event covers the communication code, but it also covers the area of the temple where this inquiry takes place because removing this out of the way enables us to implement and execute the code. And the more that we do this, we can then implement and execute 
the rest of the tools within the armory in the other areas, the other territories of the kingdom. It's one thing to want wealth. It's another to execute and make it happen. And the only reason that you won't is some behavior or conditioning that is preventing you from doing so. Some call it fear, but it's actually not. You might say that I was frightened and hence I was shy, but it's actually the other way around. I was frightened because I was shy and I was shy because I adopted a false belief based on one event, one profound, serious, hard, emotional event that conditioned me to believe something that was false. This is the power of going into the cell. I encourage you to go on that journey. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with more from the Relationship Warrior Code.